Watts Unites Community, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Stacey Anderson and Luke Barber. Today we are sitting down with Otsego's Board of Education President, Brad Anderson. Hi, Mr. Anderson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Stacy. Good to see you, Luke. <laughs> I'm excited to be part of this today. All right, that's great. Can you start this off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, lifelong resident of the Otsego District, graduated from Otsego in 1990, forever ago. Uh, currently live outside of Weston with uh, my two youngest daughters, Stacy. You're one of them. That's true. That is true. I've <laughs> uh, been on the board for, I'm in my 13th year. I enjoy it very much. Um, day job is over at BioFit outside of Haskins, where I'm in charge of logistics. Okay. So how has the district changed since you've been a part of it? Tremendously. Um, I got on the board well, uh, in 2010. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, ran for the, I ran for the board seat um, specifically uh, regarding the community elementary on the central campus. That's a big change. Uh, we, we now have all of our students in Tontagony, uh, all of our resources in one place. Um, mm-hmm. The district is much, um, much more affluent, I think. Um, we do have a, a, some diversity in the, in the community, um, but the, the buildings are much, much newer. The uh, existing elementaries when I ran for the board were, were 100 years old or better. The community sense is a lot more. When, when I went to school here, we still had um, kind of a rivalry a little bit between the, the four villages. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all one community now. It, it's, a, it's a great place to be. Yeah, the elementary was definitely good for that, how it united so many different towns into one. And that must have brought, brought about some criticism when you, uh, when you guys decided to make that decision to bring together different uh, communities. It's a bit of an understatement. Um, when I ran for the board, I was, I was against uh, centralizing the elementary. I, um, I thought it was bad for the communities. Um, thought it wasn't the best thing to do for the students. Um, ran for the board. Uh, I had opened my mouth enough. It was time to do something. When I ran for the board, I believe there were six or seven of us uh, vying for the three open seats. I ran on a, on a campaign of keeping the community schools where they were, uh, refurbishing them where they were where it would be necessary. The um, the election went the way it did, and three of us uh, that were opposed to it were elected to the three open seats. Worked for six, eight months learning uh, how the finances worked, uh, the, the plan that had been um, instituted by the board, um, including the state money. And through that research and through listening and understanding um, things that I didn't know, uh, realized that um, it was a little bit too late to stop the project. Uh, that, that last meeting where we voted to, to move forward, we were in the uh, current junior high gym. It was um, well attended. There were probably two to 300 people there. And uh, I cast the deciding vote to move forward. And um, a, lot of, a lot of upset people, a lot of happy people. Um, but 
10 years later, 11 years later, um, it's the best thing we could have done for the school system. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we've, we've consolidated resources. Um, it saved a ton of money, which is unfortunately one of the things that the board is concerned about mostly. Um, and I think it's really helped the community sense, uh, after you get over that initial, you know, um, we didn't want it to go this way and the communities got used to the idea and then saw the outstanding product that Otsego's putting out. You know, we've got great leadership here. Uh, we've had it for a long time. We've gotten really lucky, but it's been, it's been an interesting ride. Things have changed dramatically here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can you give a brief description of what exactly the school board does? Uh, the school board, um, I'm fond of saying, does does everything and nothing. Our primarily our primary responsibilities are um, approving all budgets, approving all policies, hiring a superintendent, and hiring a treasurer. On paper, that's what we do. Uh, the group that we have, uh, the group that we've had. The board trusts implicitly. Um, both uh, Mr. O'Shea and Mr. Carroll, uh, we meet monthly uh, at a minimum. But I talk to them at least once, twice a week, um, either on the phone, in person, or through emails, mm-hmm. about things that are going on, changes that are taking place, um, giving advice where it's where it's requested, um, maybe a little guidance. Those guys are way smarter than me. I trust them to do the do the right thing, but they do um, they do update us throughout the month with what's going on, and then once a month we meet in, in a public meeting, discuss the things that are on the agenda, and and vote vote appropriately on the things that we need to approve. Mm-hmm. And how does your role as president differ than the rest of the members? Pretty much, I sign things. I don't have I don't have any more authority than another board member. Um, it is my signature that goes on contracts while I'm president. Um, I get a lot of junk email (laughs) from various vendors that want to sell the school different programs, whether they be academic, um, safety, Mm -hmm. athletics, and I do pass those on, uh, where appropriate. So what made you want to join the board of education? Like I said, I was, uh, I was opening my mouth a lot. Uh, as a community member, came to a few board meetings, talked to a few board members, talked to community members, and decided that, that I had opened my mouth enough and needed to stand behind my words, so I ran for the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, at the time, um, had two of my daughters in the system, um, and I thought it'd be pretty neat to be on the board while they were going through the school. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing, nothing cooler than handing your daughter their uh, high school diploma. Yeah. That's, that's probably been, it sounds silly to say it's a personal thing, but it's, it's been one of the most rewarding things to be able to give them a hug on stage and uh, mm-hmm. pat them on the head and kick them out <laughs> of the house. <laughs> so what made you want to, to step into the role of president specifically? As I said, there's not there's not a whole lot of other authority other than the word behind your name, and you sign things. We we vote every January on who's the president of the, of the school board. 
as a school board sits right now out of the five members, three of us have been the president at one point or another. Oh, we vote every year. Uh, there's a nomination process in the open meeting. We nominate for the president, for the vice president, and then we fill in various other roles that we have at the school as far as a finance committee. Um, one of the board members serves as uh, an ex officio member of the endowment foundation. There's a pen and representative. There's a legal liaison. We decide all that yearly. It's not necessarily who's the, who's the best. What, what the president does is they lead the meeting utilizing parliamentary procedure, Robert's rules of orders as much as we can. Um, mm -hmm. I like to keep things informal and a little casual. That's, that's pretty much the extent of the presidency. There's no real campaigning or saying, hey, I, I want to do this, or do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. One of the board members says, hey, Brad's been doing it, so let's let him continue, or hey, let's give somebody else a turn with the pen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the election process is more like in the board itself? It's in the board itself. That okay. When you run for, for a school board, you're running for a seat on the board, and that's voted on by the community. Um, we have elections every two years, three seats are up at one point, two seats are up at the other point. Okay. This next year we'll have two seats available. Mm -hmm. What are some challenges that the school board typically faces? <clears throat> this last couple of years has, has been a real challenge for everybody involved in schooling, not only with COVID, but with masking mandates, whether they were handed down by federal government, state government, local authorities, and then we went to advice. The challenge for the board during that time was, was keeping kids in the school building. Mm -hmm. That was the best place for them to learn. It provided a sense of normalcy in a time that was terribly abnormal. We worked really hard with administration, with the teachers, with the unions, with the staff, with uh, the, the classified staff, you know, the support employees, to try to make that happen. We were fortunate enough to, to receive some grants that we needed uh, to purchase supplies that we needed to keep the schools open. Yeah. We, were, we were the only school that I know of in the area that was open during that time. Uh, all the other schools went online, slowly started filtering back in, uh, but we were open every day. Mm -hmm. And our test scores show it, the... Um, the type of student that we're graduating, the type of person that we're graduating showed that that was the best thing for us to do. That was a challenge. We have community members that disagree with our decision. You're not going to make everybody happy. But as a board, as a board member, and as a, as a parent of a, of a student, I want, I want the best for our kids, no matter what it is. Um, there's, there's justifications for things. Um, and, and finances are always an issue. I'd, I'd love everybody to be walking out of here with a, with an iMac <laughs> or, or, you know, the best that we can get. Yeah. But we do the best we can with what we have. Um, when we make a decision, parents, um, parents and community members, they're going to be some that disagree and they're, they're welcome to, we welcome the, the visitor comments and people that have a different point of view. We do listen to them. We do take them all into account. Um, but as a board, we'll make the make the decisions that we think are best for, for the students. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So you've talked about a few of these already, but what would you say is your greatest accomplishment since you've been on the school board? Uh, as a parent graduating my kids, handing them their diploma, that's, it's no, there's no feeling like that. Yeah. yeah. And through that, getting to know their friends and watching their friends graduate and, you know, high-fiving them across the <laughs> stage or giving a few of them a hug or, or just look, you know, you watch those kids grow up. Yeah. And, you know, they become a, a, a small part of your family. Mm-hmm. The, the keeping the school open during COVID was it was a huge accomplishment, not just not just for the board or for me, but for everybody that was involved, even down to the students. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that we were taking a risk. We didn't know how big of a risk, but we knew that we were taking a risk with uh, with health by doing this, but we kept everybody as safe as we could and we did the right thing for the kids. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's always, it's always neat too when you're, when you're running for offices, the only public office I've ever held, but it's always neat seeing your name on the ballot when you go into the voting booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's your favorite thing about the Otsego community? That, that last word, the community, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the community stepped steps up for everything. They, you know, um, the, the recent fire in Weston, yeah. the response to that was amazing. We, we had everything those families could have needed in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Cross stepped in and helped, but our community responded immediately. They come out for the athletics. They come out for um, choir performances, for band concerts. This has become the hub of, of, the district as it should be. We provide so much for so many so often. Yeah. And I don't want anybody in the community to lose sight of that. Um, we're very lucky to have, have facilities that we have to have the, um, the meeting point uh, for all of the communities pretty centrally located mm-hmm. in our district. And if anybody needs anything anywhere, call school. We'll help where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get other people involved if necessary. The, the programs that, um, Mrs. Vollmer's running, um, you know, the armory that's going to open nights, have your back. Um, though that helps so many community members, people don't really realize it. We also, um, we also have a tremendous, uh, staff here. The, um, the, they were, they report to one of the, the best human beings I've ever known, Mr. O'Shea. Uh, he's he's a tremendous leader. He's a great friend, and uh, we're we're lucky to have every single employee that we have. Yeah, you're so right about about how many how many communities really did come together when Otsego, most mostly the elementary was made, and I I just think that's a great point about how the entire communities that made up Otsego were so divisive beforehand, but now it's it is such a tightly knit community. There was, like I said, there was a rivalry, kind of. Yeah. You know, the 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 younger younger kids played town ball, and it was always something. You know, to to you know, we're we we got to travel to Weston and play Weston, or we well, we got to go all the way to Tintagany. It's a ten minute drive, mm-hmm. but distances were way further then. Yeah, we still have town ball, um, but now these kids know each other throughout the entire twelve years. Yeah. Um, and they can become friends with other kids in the communities. Um, I've, I've seen it with all of my kids, you know, and running them all over the district to their mm-hmm. friends' houses yeah. and stuff. Um, and, it, and it's great. It, 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 it opened up 
our little tiny part of the world a little bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. So how can community members have their voices heard by the school board? Uh, Really easy. Our, Our meetings are every fourth Wednesday monthly. Please come to the meetings. You can chat with us beforehand. Um, you can chat with us after. There is also a portion aside, set aside in every meeting uh, for visitor comments. Uh, we give three minutes uninterrupted uh, for community members to come in and say whatever they want to say to the board. That's awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. They, um, we, we do interact with them a little bit. If we have questions about what they're asking, we want to get their points of view. We want to know what they think. Um, it's never been a big problem um, when we have something like sticky is the right term to use that we're that we're working on. We have a lot of community members that come in and, and make their voice heard, and we welcome it. Mm-hmm. There, there is absolutely no reason to never come and talk to us. We're all approachable. We're just we're just people that that decided to take a leadership role, mm-hmm. and I, I we're lucky enough to be able to do that. We have a pretty diverse board. We have two attorneys on the board. We have an engineer. Um, Mr. Harder is the head of a nonprofit, uh, the Children's Hunger Alliance. And I make trucks go down the road. <laughs> um, we're, we're very approachable. Come see us. And one final question. What is one piece of advice you'd like to give to our listeners? No matter what you're doing and no matter what you think, keep an open mind. There's always room to hear somebody else's point of view. Mm-hmm. And... A, a true sign of intelligence is being able to change your mind yeah. and have smart people influence you and, and to be smart enough to influence others. Mm-hmm. Just keep an open mind and it's really simple. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming to the podcast and let, letting us talk to you. I appreciate it guys. This is something uh, that's pretty special. Um, Luke, you did a great job. Stacy, um, we're having stir fry for dinner. Oh, yay. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable podcast. Special thanks go out to our digital producer, Owen Henderson, our technology director, Mr. Swartz, and our advisor, Mrs. Crump. Contact us at podcast.segonights.org and follow us on our social media. Our Twitter is at OHS underscore roundtable. And our Instagram is the same thing. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And if you want, recommend this podcast to your friends or family. Thank you for listening.